Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 186 of the Option Podcast. I'm Jason DeBeas. That man looks civilized. <laughs> that looks like Theo Brunner. The guy behind him certainly looks like Theo Brunner. That looks like Pompeo, too. The episode starts right now. What's up, Theo? Just chilling. Hey, people. This is Theo Brunner. This is episode 186. I'm Jason DeBeas. Got to give the people what they want. Got to give the people what they want. Not in a singing mood today, but I am in a talking mood. Me and this man have a hard stop, so we're going to get down to business. Let's talk about something important. Let's talk about your kids. <laughs> yeah, oh. You got to pick them up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I have the hard stop. This this is my rest. This is my downtime right now. So okay. you know I like you because this is my break. Yes, this is when I would be napping right now. Yes, true. This is yeah. Uh, yeah, it, every day when I'm home with the kids, which I wasn't for a lot of the summer, they were in Greece. But mm-hmm. it's it's like go to the gym, workout, straight to practice, go back trying to eat some rest for 30, 40 minutes, and then it's back to dad duty. So chasing yeah. around at the park, taking them somewhere, it never stops. So thank God. Well, this thing's not live, but thank God we're still recording. Yeah, same thing with me. I, um, I'm 53, but 53, and everyone's like, "What's the secret?" I'm like, "You got to take timely naps. You got to take. You got to get your nap. You got to get your sleep time. Otherwise, you're useless. Yeah. yeah, otherwise you're useless. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, talk to me about Chicago, just the environment, because you, uh, for the people who've been living under a rock, and I was living under a rock called called Aspen. I didn't even know until Monday. Um, and I sent you a text too, right? I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was like, Theo Brunner won the AVP Chicago. Yeah. So how was the environment? I mean, Chicago, it's one of the best stops for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd put it up there with Manhattan, Hermosa in terms of like, from Friday on, it's just the, the side courts are packed, stadiums yeah. packed. I mean, just a lot of people that are into volleyball in that area, which is awesome. I feel like every Midwestern tournament I've ever played has been packed. Yeah, they're big, um, especially Chicago, right? Especially Chicago. They did a Milwaukee some years back. That, that was packed. Like, I love it. People people love volleyball out there. They're like really nice and like, I don't know, great, great fans. It's a different vibe than here. Like here, everyone's kind of smack talking and like, oh, I, could, I could be doing that. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. Like, oh, like, why aren't they doing this or that? But like in yeah. Chicago, it's everyone's like, oh, like, this is so cool. It's like a different vibe. It really so, is. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I uh, like the I like the South Bay vibe. Don't get me wrong. If anyone's listening from the South Bay, so no, you could have love. It says unable to. I star- like the hate and the love. So. It says unable to starve live live video. So sorry, oh, okay, okay. sorry guys, no live for you. Um, but um, yeah, and I, I really really like Chicago as much as I like New York. Like if you go to Central Park. New York probably attracts more like people that don't play the sport and don't know the sport than than the actual like the major tour stops do, right? Like Manhattan yeah. Beach, you look at the box seats, they're all players. They're yeah, all former yeah. players or they're the gods, they're the elders, they're all these it's all these people. Um and Central Park, it's like, wow, this looks interesting. I want to stop and watch. And the level wise, it's just a bunch of single A guys and yeah, some yeah. double B people, but Man, they got it right. They put it the right. It's location, location, and then like attraction, attraction. Um, yeah. And very much like um, Chicago, great immigration population. Because mm-hmm. we're just talking about crowds, too. We're talking about competition. Um, the country's divided in three parts. West Coast, 
great teams as great players. Uh, Midwest, great teams as great coaches. East Coast, great teams as immigrant population. <laughs> immigrant, that's like the okay. rules. So, <laughs> yeah. Get, get any pizza out there? I did, actually. I stayed with my buddy. I actually did a freaking... I signed on to do like an eight-hour clinic on Monday. Uh-huh. I was like, shit, if we make the finals, it's going to be tough. And then, of course, we won the tournament. Next day, 95-degree heat. I'm out uh, with uh, Chase Frischman mm-hmm. doing a clinic. So I took like two swings doing down balls, and I immediately was just like, all right, I, I can't do that. Ah. <laughs> but they were very nice. Luckily, they all like were watching the tournament, and they gave me a nice – nice. they treated me with kid gloves. So they're like, they're like, all right, you can just sit there and give us feedback. So. But yeah, no, it was awesome. So so Monday night, I was like, all right, I burned enough calories. I can do some deep dish. Had yeah. two pizzas, passed out. Two pieces, passed out. So oh, so good, good stuff. It's not, it's not like East Coast pizza, but... No, but... But it's cool. After Manhattan Beach, I went to New York and just to disappear because I burned out coaching juniors and adults. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was pretty much every day in the podcast. So there's an old saying, when your escapism becomes your career, you need something else. Otherwise... Oh, yeah. Otherwise... um you know, I don't know. Maybe so you, I hate going you to the might beach. have the same problem as me. I hate know? going to the beach. Like, uh, <laughs> if you want to say, let's go for a beach day in the off season. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the beach <laughs> yeah. there every single day. Just the office. Got to get out of the office. Gotta yeah. get, the yeah. office is my beach. There it is. The beach is my office. So what's your escapism? Is it just your, I mean, showing your kids? I'm no, look, two kids, just when you have time to be there, when you're not training, that's, that's, enough escapism as it is I mean, honestly but. right now it's i mean when i'm on the road that's kind of my escapism i can kind of do what i want i'm reading i have a lot of free time like with the kids i don't know i mean i love being with the kids and doing things i wouldn't mm-hmm. call it escapism though because as you know it's like no that's, you gotta be on like, yeah <laughs> especially with the two small ones and yeah it's doing one of them the right? two-year-old yeah. is like <clears throat> super reckless so she's stumbling all over and he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and you're always trying to protect their fall, head because it seems yeah. like out of all of the body parts, right? Yeah. It's like the head seem, It seems like the it always gets hit with two-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. I'll get a little panicky like, yeah, if I think there's going to be a head-on-head contact. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I try and let them like fall down a few stairs and like I'm not like catching them off everything like some parents, but yeah, which is fine. But. It really is, yeah. So, so for volleyball, let's talk Chicago on the volleyball okay. perspective. You had pretty good momentum going in there, right? I mean, you're in the, the Manhattan Beach Finals, right? That's hit or miss, right? That's um, yeah. um You're yeah. in the Hermosa Beach Finals, which is also, um, if you remember the winner's bracket, that was hit or miss. You remember the winner's bracket in Manhattan Beach, that's hit or miss. And at the end of the day, to me, as an East Coast guy, the better team won at that point. Such as Chicago, the better team won. Mm-hmm. So what kind of changes or were there any small changes or big changes or just just doing what you do well better that led you to the victory from uh let's just call it failure from manhattan beach right because you want to yeah. win um because yeah, yeah. you're a winner and if you don't win it's a fail oh, yeah, that's, um that's from a fail. failure to manhattan beach to success in chicago goal series to goal series uh it's, i mean it's it's so different like because we're, we're playing the taylors that's a totally different ball game from playing uh, Miles and Andy. So, I mean, with the Taylors, it was, it was kind of like, I like I personally have ha- kind of had their number for the last two years. Um, I think they've beaten me twice in like 10 matches or something. Um, but then like, I think they've slowly been starting to play us, especially me and Trevor, like a little bit smarter each time. And uh, all of a sudden, like they had a pretty good strategy against us. Um, 
I will say Taylor Sander hitting a wet ball with his jump serve is a lot harder to deal with than a non-wet ball because it was raining in that final. Yeah. Um, it dropped like, 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 like a ton of bricks. A couple of these are like, a lot of these are going to go out, but like none of them went out in the finals. And to his credit, Taylor Crabb played awesome. Like I usually have a great beat on him blocking and he was just like, he was hitting the sharp angle well. He was feeling me and slapping the line when I, I don't know. So it was a combination. Like we definitely didn't bring our A mm -hmm. game. First set could have gone either way, but they kind of broke us a little bit. Um, so that's a painful one. But Chicago, I don't know. I mean, our thing, like, or at least my my thing that I try to keep with Trevor is like, just freaking, let's just play our game. Like, let's just keep whatever. We're going to win some and lose some. As long as we're, we keep identifying little things that are bad and little things that are good moving forward. So we had lost two times to Andy and Miles, and we kind of had our idea of what we wanted to do in Chicago and it worked out. Um, mm -hmm. and, but, and, uh, but you also knew the gap wasn't that big, right? I mean, we, we in Huntington could... Beach, it was 15, 13. Oh yeah. And we probably should have tied it up in that third set too. Right. Um, but I mean, with them, it's like you play them in their conditions and I'll give them the edge, but you bring them down to our level and the, some elements, little, little breeze. It wasn't that breezy on stadium, but uh, it was kind of deep sand and it was hot. So, all of a sudden, like it's hard to implement their game like in a really effective way. Yep. Um, and we train with them a bunch in Hermosa, and like I don't know, it's definitely I don't know. And we played them in Atlanta too. It was jumpy sand. Yeah. Uh, they were doing like they just could do no wrong with the jump set. <laughs> so, right. And we kind of learned some things in that match too. But yeah, it's just I mean, with like with everybody, you you play all these teams multiple times. If you can get a little bit better each time, you're gonna give yourself better chances to win. So here's the cool thing about Chicago. Ultimate neutral ground, right? Nobody goes there to train. Yeah. Nobody goes there to play. And there's almost an international atmosphere. Uh, like if, you, if you're meeting Mall and Sarum there or whatever, you wouldn't be surprised because it seems like the crowd is diverse, right? Mm -hmm. um, the sand is different. The wind's different. It's not somewhere where you train every day. And Chicago has special significance to me as far as like who wins because to me, the better team wins. Manhattan Beach, man, it's almost a home field advantage for some for the semifinalists, you know. Um, but Kristen Nuss, Taryn Cloth, Gold Series, right? You, you, um, Trevor, Gold Series champs. And at the end of the day, that's to the better team won. Because I said that when you lost. <laughs> when you lost, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a co-fish. You are what your record says you are. That's that's just me. I'm a Bill Parcells guy. You know, you, you're an East Coast guy, and you know who Bill Parcells is. Yep. And, and Belichick, yep. right? Drew Bledsoe's making all this money. I don't care. <laughs> did you see what Brady just did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, so you are what your record says you are. You're a champion. Gold Series champion. Last time I checked, the, the most recent one. In the, and, and at this point, reigning defending one until the next Chicago, right? So, um. I don't know what the hell happened with what was supposed to happen with the championship thing, but I guess my question to you without you having to answer and step on anyone's toes too much is, um, was it something that the players knew ahead of time that they were still looking for something? Or was it something when the news dropped, everyone was like, oh, this is disappointing. And some people were surprised or maybe even act surprised. But um, walk, think... walk me through that. Well, we, I had kind of assumed since they never made any mention of mm -hmm. like, cause last year they were just like, oh, it's gold series, your best, your best, whatever two finishes out of the gold series gets you in. They were promoting it all year. This year they didn't mention it once. 
Right. So I kind of assumed it mm. was not going to happen. Um, right. But I think all the top players, like we had all talked amongst ourselves and we all figured it wasn't going to happen. Right. And we had heard like rumors, who knows, and like so many of these rumors end up not being true, but that, that like they kind of jacked up the rent at the Phoenix Arena. So they weren't going to do it there. And then they were trying to go somewhere wow. else. Um, that sucks. But yeah, but now, but yeah, but now there's rumors like whatever. So maybe someone... Maybe there's going to be some changes with AVP, so then they're trying to save money, and I don't know. Who knows? It just it had the feel that it wasn't going to happen, so I assume so, it wasn't. Yeah, and that was your feel with um, you and Trevor? Yeah, that, I'd say that was most most players' feel most of the year. So Actually, there was a few players that were surprised, and we're all like, how are you surprised? Like, they literally didn't mention it all year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Someone like a couple note that that you watch for years doesn't get along and they argue where you go and it's yeah. like Mandy and I are getting a divorce and someone goes, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Why? Get out of here with that. They know why. So no, I totally get that. So okay, that's an easy easy question. We could just we could just uh, put on the burner. Yeah, and and to look to me is a disappointment, and I can go on a rant and rave about. Um me not believing them being candid about despite their best efforts no you have a whole year to do it you you make a way you find a way to make it happen either you do again your archer record says you are either you do this or you do not do this and if you don't do this then you failed and if you did do this then you did what you're supposed to do on your worst day and you succeeded on your best day so mm -hmm. this is a big big fail by the avp and i'm not going to spend this whole episode crapping on them because i don't know the full details but i can say this from stepping away from coaching stepping away from commentating being a consumer it's a huge disappointment and it's a failure and and, and they some somebody it can't be like politics where someone does this to you and no one gets fired for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, think, like, think about like the the intelligence failure for like the Iraq War and 9/11, right? No one, no one lost. Dick Cheney didn't lose. No one lost their job yeah, for yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That everyone still kept their job. This, that's either. I don't want to sound cold, but if we want this to survive as a product. We, 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 we probably need more cold fishes at the scene of the crime. I'm talking way too much because I'm, this is about you today. But, but you have to be disappointed. You're a Gold Series champ. I mean, it's an automatic, it was an automatic bid to, to, to give the fans what they honestly, want. Honestly, other than like, okay, the venue was awesome last year. But the whole like concept of the championships I thought was stupid. Because right. like, we're playing for half the money. Like, how is that the championships? Like, half the money and you play, like, two games if you were in it. So, it just felt like a exhibition. Right. And it was a cool exhibition. There was a lot of people there. It was a lot of fun to play. But, like, me, me and Kane playing Trevor and Try for third. It was for, like, $700. Okay. So, I was like, guys, let's uh, let's have a beer before this game doesn't fucking matter. Like, right. No. So, no, I, so I ran from, a quick oh. set every single ball in the, semi or in the, in the third place match. Nice. Because I didn't give a shit, like. So from the like if we're gonna call it the championships, it should be for something. Yes. Like, so from the players' perspective, the monetary gain would have been nice. Like you, you just said the crowd. Yeah, the the cr you itself, just said the crowd was cool, right? The crowd was awesome, and it was yeah. super fun. Like we were mm -hmm. talking to the crowd; they were really close. Uh, there was a great turnout. So the event itself, super fun. But right. like the, this is the championships when it's like it's like not a real turn. It's like easy to win that, so it shouldn't count as like you're winning. Like unless there's a lot of money to right. make a lot of pressure. But I don't think anyone really like cared that much playing it because it was like pro series money, which no one really cares about to begin with. Like, so, 
I'm just sharing. I'm sharing this with as many groups as I can while you're talking. But okay. no, I totally get your opinion from the player's perspective, uh, Theo. Um, and everyone else that does it, like even beach volleyball, um, they have all their own issues, but they have their world tour finals. There's like a ton of money in it. It's like that vibe. Like tennis does that too. They have their end of the year. It's for like some money. Like yeah. So this it's like championships, but then you just play like two matches and it's like not for anything. Like bragging rights i don't even know if it counts as like a win since it's like six yeah. teams playing there's no and there's no points there. <laughs> i know the taylors will say that it yeah. is but and there's no points there yeah and this and no. that so but super fun though i don't want to i gotta mm. make that clear it was a really fun tournament so. good it must have been fun for the fans a super fun for the fans. i mean for the fans yeah. let's just put it this way when you're in manhattan beach there could be three great matches going on at one time and you want to see all three and you can't right yeah like um, it was cool that yeah, yeah, almost every match was a good match. Yeah. So it was all yeah, all the top teams. So I think it was good for the the people that came out and watched and paid money. Just mm-hmm. good game after good game. So yeah, I mean for Manhattan Beach with no one to coach, it was just so cool to sit under under tent three. You know my little blue tent you see yeah, me at sometimes, yeah. and there there was a match on center court happening, and there was also, I think you you and uh, and Trevor might have had a match on my court. Um, and yeah, you want to watch both at the same time, but you can't. And that's where the championship comes in. The, the championships yeah. come into play. It's one this and one that. We, for the fans, if you remember, I talked to Randy about this. And I think it wasn't Randy that was there. It was Madison Square Garden in New York in 1996. It was um, Jose Loyola and Adam Johnson against Karch and Steffes. And it's like 13,000 people yeah. to watch two out of three sets. One match. Yeah. You know, so... Giving, sometimes giving the fans what they want in the championship game, they're connected. But if it's a championship game, I think in your defense, if, and you're speaking as a player, how about give me some championship money? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, like, I mean, the only thing championship about it was that they called it the championships. So that right. was like the only thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like thanks. It's like a little exclusive exhibition series or little tournament, so which was cool. Right. But nothing championship about it. But, but clearly nobody playing thinks that who won that is the champion of the year like there's nothing about it that makes it difficult so right so it's my old man i want to for the day at some point i want to talk about Pompeo, but i want to talk about you and trevor first okay um i did a little cool thing with um carlos Jimenez and um tyler penberthy right two okay. two young up-and-comers yeah. they um i met him because i was coaching jeff and they beat jeff in manhattan beach last year okay and the, the contenders bracket. And I'm like, I have no video on these guys. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going in naked here. And, and you know that sometimes facing oh, yeah. these relative unknowns, man, you got to do it. Yeah. It takes more than just a technical timeout yeah. to make the adjustments. Right. So, and I'll do this with you and Trevor. This is kind of a, kind of the same game thing. Give me one thing that you thought you feel Trevor has shown significant improvement in from the beginning of the tour up to this point. Uh, defense for sure I mean that's like the big switch he made his primary defender Um, I have a keen interest in the sport of beach volleyball and defense in particular just because I see the way it's like modernizing especially internationally so he's been a good sport from the get-go I was like dude I'm gonna come at you with a bunch of shit just throw out what you don't like take what you like Um, and I think through watching other people Trying testing stuff. Honestly, probably does most of it on on his own, but he's just gotten so much better at reading the game and making decisions. Um, I think in Chicago, I think he had more digs per set than anybody. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's coming along. 
Yeah, he really, really has. And and Trevor's always been the type of guy that has a lot of tools in the toolbox. You saw that occasionally when he played with Rosie. You saw that when he got to play with Triborn, right? One of them has yeah. to play defense. They were both, at, at the time, they met each other full-time blockers. So um, with respect to Taylor Crab, I've always considered him the better Crab. But um, I'm biased, so I don't. I disqualify myself because I've, I've been a secret fan of Trevor for a long time. And yeah. Baranek and you. So, which by the way, I thought you guys were like psychic. You're like, wait, Jason, Jason's the only fan, a fan of two players on the tour right now. Let's just play together. Contrary, yeah, yeah, let's just, let's just, let's just, hey, we're doing, Jason, we did this for you. Yeah. You know, a little, con, a, a, little, a little athletic wink, right? So give me one thing that you felt you showed significant improvement. Mm. Shoot, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say one thing because the last two years, I feel like I've improved in a lot of things. What was your impulse? What was the first thing you were thinking? Which probably isn't the thing that you were, you know, it's almost like like asking you what's your favorite movie. The first, your favorite, the first thing that pops in your head is not your favorite movie. What was your impulse? What was your first, that first thing that you were going to say? I mean, it would be probably setting, setting and blocking popped Mm -hmm. in because blocking, I felt like last year, even though like I blocked well, I won blocker of the year. Like I felt like I blocked I always had my internal compass and I felt like I blocked less well than I should have a lot of last year. Um, and this year I felt like even though maybe my stats weren't as good that I like affected the game well and our block D was really good. Um, the schemes were awesome. You were, I mean, you were, yeah, you, I think were, we're you getting were comfortable. the whole season you were fourth, you, yeah. you know, I'm well like six, but if you don't count the people that only played five matches, you I think fourth. blocks per set. Um, yeah. Blocks per set. You had to be pretty much tied, but, uh, yeah. Maybe I'm like a very close to... Well, you played 56 sets, right? So, of yeah, course, yeah. you're going to have less blocks than the guys behind you. Oh, total. Blo- um, total and blocks per set, I think total only... Total doesn't Al- matter. Only Alisson, right? Blocks A- per set, Alisson. only Alisson was up there with you. Freaking, what did he have, like 2.3 or It's like blocking lessons, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. He blocked yeah. me a lot. <laughs> we had to play them like three times like to go to, uh, to fifth. It's a tough matchup. Always playing him is tough. So, setting, you said? Was, was... Setting, I think... Even though, like, going between balls, I had some issues this year, as I'm sure Trevor would be happy to tell you. But uh, but I think in general, more than anything, just having the – I've always bump set and transition, and now I'm kind of just forcing myself to no matter what hand set. Um, and I think it's it's been a big improvement. Because like, hand setting for the last two years has been, like, a massive, yeah you know, upward thing for me and my teammates. Um, I was a good bump setter, but, like, in the end – with a perfect pass, it's always going to be better to have a handset than a bump set. Um, and it's weird. It's Men seem to have better court vision from the handset instead of the bump set, where you would think, like, scientifically or logistically, like, the bump set's lower, so you get to you get to read more of the court if it's lower, but yeah. that's not... But, well, actually, but, like, the theory doesn't actually uh, um, cross paths with the reality. <laughs> well, there's a little bit... I, I do feel... Off like a really like if I play with someone who's only bump setting, I feel like I naturally can stay behind it and keep everything in front of me a little bit better. Yeah, and you have that more time and yeah, starting at a lower point. So I feel that when I'm hitting, I think there's some people like I mean it worked for Bruno hitting Ali Son's bump sets. Yeah, and just freaking seeing everything in front of him. Yeah, and think about like all of the champions, right? Like Ali Son is a bump setter. Um, Ricardo. Sorum is a bump yeah. setter. Ricard- Sorum is. Ricardo's a bump setter. Yep. You know, he's he has the gauntlet of as far as um, something where many consider when it counts, right? Gold, yep. medal, gold, gold, silver, and bronze. So, yep. um, 
I like that because I think this is where the men's scene in the United States of America, of America needs to catch up with the rest of the world. If you watch the way the men play on the international scene, setting is the only thing that you see them make more than one move, right? Like serve, receive, tip, and that, you know, most most people preach one move to the ball instead of making too many moves to the ball for energy purposes. John Mayer, LMU, is a one move to the ball guy. Uh, I mean, unless it's like a lob, yeah, make two yeah, moves, yeah. midline it. But setting is, um, unlike digging and unlike passing, setting is the only thing where you watch Brazil and you watch the Europeans they're willing to make second and a third move to square shoulders to the pole, right? Some, where the American scene, sometimes you see guys do this and they'll fling like this or they run to the net and they feel like they got to do this. No, but you notice a lot of these guys, they're getting there, boom, shoulders to the pole. It just gives the, the hitter their court vision back. You know, that's transition digging and that's also service seat. Talk to me yeah. about that. Well, I wouldn't use... You disagree. Bra- I wouldn't use the Brazilians as like the setting. No, criteria. I mean, they're obviously still have several great teams but they're i mean if you look at them versus the modern style it's kind of antiquated now like super high bump sets and not right. a whole lot of quick stuff um you see mm-hmm. some of like andre george they're starting to mess with it mm-hmm. vitor Hinato, they're they're doing a, a bit more of that um but yeah i i honestly i see a lot of europeans not squaring up and just using hand talent these days Mm -hmm. and and that's the thing is when you run quicker sets like a lot of them do well it doesn't matter you don't need to like be able to read the set you're just like all right it's gonna be roughly here here i come like well you look at there yeah like the swedes are the greatest example right like they're always they've never squared up to a ball in their life no (laughs) but you know what's gonna happen and it's happening now when they hit the scene like they're getting a lot of open plays and and in system you're, you're going to see them continue to have open plays yeah. but it's a, at a point these coaches are cracking the code they're just going to play for your margin for error they, they know at some point if you face if you face the net and you do this um it has to be perfect because the margin for error is going to go behind the hitter's head or the margin for error is going to be tighter than what the setter expected you watch miles partain Left-handed hitter, he's he's doing a little bit of facing, but most of the most of the time but he's doing this. You have to go sideways. He's doing this. Well, he's left-handed too, so he's doing this, so he can still disguise it. It's not like he has to do this to hit. Yeah, he's doing yeah. this, uh, um, and he's always done that for indoor Palisades. He's done that for in, you know indoor set at UCLA and PSF. You know, one player of the year. So he's one of those guys. Eventually, when they crack the code and 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 these trick plays become minimized, never never stopped because the deception's always going to yeah, be there, and you're always gonna they're always gonna make plays that make you feel stupid. Yeah. But um, Miles is the one. And Andy's, who's become like a bigger Miles, technique-wise, has improved that in that respect, are going to be the ones that are going to be ahead of the game when they, not if they crack the code, when. It's a copycat league, Theo. There's, they're not just, people, teams are not just going to let you do it. that. Well, yeah. I mean, then you could say Mullen Sorum's just been letting everyone yeah. do that because they get beat by the jump-setting teams. Yeah, and then to they me, self-correct. And don't, and don't they correct, don't they self-correct? Don't they crack the code? No. So, basically, if, if you give an easy serve... You lose mm-hmm. to the Swedes, to Andy and Miles. You give them a lollipop. Sorum, Mo Sorum, like they're kind of lollipoppers. Like Mo yeah. will get his jumper going once in a while, but I think that's why they have trouble with Sweden and Andy and Miles is because they're giving them, they're putting them in those really good situations a little mm-hmm. too often. The code is not necessarily a code. It's I mean you got to serve, serve tough. tougher. Yeah, if you're not capable of serving tough. I think that's like a hard, like you get countered hard by those type of teams. Yeah. Whereas if you're serving well, all of a sudden, 
it becomes like a detriment to them because they're expecting to play this way and they have to play regular volleyball. They don't train regular volleyball that much. Right. So it's a double-edged sword. But like once they have a good pass, it's to the side of center. Mm -hmm. You basically have to roll the dice. And when they execute it really well, they can feel you well enough. Right. And they, they, they have, uh, they execute it so well because when they fire it back and they know the blockers there, they're just putting it 50-50 basically and then but, they just bounce it. So, do, but, And there's do, literally no way like some coaches will be like, oh, you need like good footwork. It's, there is no footwork for like going the entire distance from like almost one antenna to the other side shuffling right. on a fast set. Like there's no footwork for that. <laughs> so. do you, but don't you think playing the same team multiple times and watching video of them and watching their, oh, yeah. watching yeah. their body language and, and when, and there are tells on when they're going to hit and their tells on when or whatever. Cause sometimes they're just reading it in the air. And when you read it in the air, I'm telling you, your margin for error is not going to be accurate all the time. And, and again, I just mentioned before, they're just like Brazil indoor team. They, they, when the Americans want to go, they're going to do some things that embarrass the, yeah. the, the American team. But don't you think that, they're gonna crack the code. In fact, they're, they're, they've I they've, mean, they've all... lost to Partain and, and Banesh twice, if you remember. And if and the, in the very next tournament, they beat them. So I mean, yeah. they they yeah. they crack these. I'm telling you, these these coaches in Europe, where um I don't know if there's a whole bunch of positive uh, uh what do you call that growth mindset or positive reinforcement over there in Eastern Europe? No, I but mean, they, uh, they, work, they work hard. Yeah, they, they collect data and they work hard. Yeah, I think. So Miles and Andy, I, I always had Miles and Andy as like a really freaking good team. Yeah. And they were going to, I didn't know. I mean, okay. There was like some possible worlds. They easily could have like had a rough stretch, not had that, but they had like a great stretch, got their confidence going. Yep. And like, I knew they were capable of that ball, but like, there's always that little bit, they play a weird style. So like everyone, like we all are sort of figuring it out on the fly, like how to play. Okay. Now there's two teams like this. We're all going to get a little bit better at playing against this jump set style. Um, And also this, uh, they run the Molsorum defense with pretty much only Molsorum ran until Miles and Andy, which is, I'm going to block angle and dig line and figure it out. Copycat. So if you're going to hit angle, good luck. (laughs) So I think that's throwing a lot of teams off too. But the more that we all see it and the more and more teams are going to start to run that stuff, we're all going to get better at it for sure. The The smart players will learn quickly. Yep. And then everyone else will come. They'll be, yeah. get dragged. So, I like that. I want to talk about Maul and Sermon uh, in a minute. But what evidence do I have to support my argument? My evidence is you. My evidence is you and Trevor Crap. You guys are not exactly the most competitive serving team on the tour, okay? And no. you beat Miles and Andy in the Chicago Finals in a goal series. I'm going to say this again. I'll put my, my head in the camera. When it counts, <laughs> when it counts, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I know all, all of it counts, right? Because you, you have to make a whole bunch of mistakes to get to 19 up or 20 up. I get that. When it counts, you beat them because you crack the code, because you watch a lot of video and you and and we're going to get it to we're going to get to, to our, our favorite coach in a minute, uh, Pompeo Mercadante, who lives in the video room like a hermit more than more than even, you know. Right. Um, with a whole bunch of Brazilian guys, with Arturo and, you know, Leandro. That's no all these guys more like than to me. Huh? Nobody. Nobody watches more than me. Oh, well, cool. at least of like other teams. No. I don't watch myself crazy, no. crazy amounts. No. So it kind of fucks with me. But yeah, but yeah. I watch the others and see what's, 100%. what's happening, what teams are doing for sure. No, watching yourself too much might cause um, paralysis through analysis. Yeah, you, you always you're getting to, so you much information. Very careful with that. Right. You're getting so much information. You can't do yeah, ash. Yeah, yeah. So no, very, very good. But. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that open challenge. I challenge anyone to name someone who who watches more video than Theo Brunner. Wait a minute. You can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look That's how I got to keep up, dude. That's why I'm playing my best ball at yeah. age 38. Because I, I need my technical you know who watches more video than you? My, my physical. You know who watches more video walk. than you? Look look around this room. Look at this room. What, what do you think I do in this room? I play video games? Look look around this room. There's one person that watches more video. Three three at a time than Theo Brunner. That is Jason what, uh, C. DeBillius. What do you watch? International, old school, new stuff? One screen for each. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a lot of times. Command center. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you. You called it that. My wife Command won't center. call it that. My wife was like, "No, I'm not calling it that." I'm like, and I'm like, and I and I and I'm a uppity dude. I sit up straight when I'm like, the, I'm in the command center. I'm, or, honey, I'm going to the command center if you need me. And she's just like, "I'm no, no, you you keep saying that, and I'm not gonna call it." That. She's like, oh, God, what yeah. No, but I'm messing with you. Yeah. Totally got you on the video thing, and I know you live in a video room like a hermit. You um, and I think it's what gives you an edge when everyone's built like you, everyone looks like you at that high level, everyone hits like you, and everyone blocks like you. What do you have that they don't? It's the same thing Miles Partain has that they don't. Yeah, um, oh, analytical, Miles. living in a video room Miles. like a hermit. Yeah, dude, he started like a lot of my success lately. Yeah. Just been like really confident, mm-hmm. like okay, I'm gonna be yeah. watching video, like I have my thoughts. I'm just going to implement them. I kind of yeah. like makes me a lot less coachable, but like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I believe this stuff. Here's why. Let's fucking do it. If you what? agree with me, cool. Otherwise, give me some reasoning. But like, Miles started doing that at like age 16. Right. I started at age 35. I'm like, yeah. so jealous. <laughs> yeah. And Mike, Dude, play, Mike is, Playcheck is, is a big help, too. I mean, oh, Mike, yeah, Mike had a great vision when he, when he got one. He knew he Miles almost, was serious. He almost coached me and, uh, yeah. me and Trevor. Well, he we had, had some miscommunication with a uh, guy yeah. and came and Leandro. So, yeah. So we lost him. But yeah, they're, they're great. I want, together. I want to interview him or I want him on the podcast because I think his moment of vision happened when Miles played him and Matt Motter. Uh, Miles' first main draw was 15 years old, right? With his brother mm-hmm. Marcus. It's mm-hmm. 2017. But people, people look deeper. They play, they beat Playcheck. And Mater in the third round qualifier to get into the draw. So, okay. so um, I'll, um, Mike has had his eye on him uh, then. And, and of course, Jeff Alzina is always going to make you answer your own questions. He's always going to ask you a question and make you answer your own questions. Dude, so, Jeff, Jeff yeah. Alzina was under the umbrella when. Um, I knew I played one game. I'm a big standing volleyball right. player. Okay. Like for conditioning, touch, mm. like random play, defense. It's the mm. best. But I played one time with Miles before I really knew him when he was like 16. Yep. And I was like, guaranteed. I told my wife, this kid's gonna be the best player in America within yeah. like within five years. And here's, sure, sure enough. Here, yep, here's what I, what I like. <laughs> but honestly, there there's a lot of things with you and him where the comparison stops. But here's the biggest comparison I have. I'm gonna name a person, right? Where I'm gonna be like, do people jump higher than that guy? Are there players that jump higher than him? Yes. Are there people that hit harder than that person? Yes. Um, are there people who are more athletic than that person? Yes, but there he is, and there they are. He's working. I could say that him. about Miles. Yeah, but I can also say that about you. I can. The, so, um, don't give yourself credit. Let me give you credit for you. Okay. I'll take some. I can. Everything I just said. Are there people? And it sounds like I'm I'm giving you a left-handed compliment. I'm not doing no, that. No, no. There are people that hit harder than you. There are people that jump higher than you, and there are people that are more athletic than you. But when it counts, there you are, and there they are. 
So I love that That's we both acknowledge. Isn't it great? Yeah. Go ahead. Take, it, take the wheel, baby. Beach volleyball like emphasizes that. Mm-hmm. So like obviously yeah. it's it's important to be tall and athletic and all that stuff but like that's why I, I even though i freaking hated playing against him that's why i was a big fan of jake gibb it's like yeah it's like not that athletic in a lot of ways like terrible arm swing mm-hmm. he gets it done he gets yep. he found his way to play he's really good like in the moment and strategizing and like he, he gets it done and that's why trevor's so awesome because yep. you look when you watch him play you're like so we have like dead average yeah gets it done great comparison done. Yeah. but the difference is with you we haven't witnessed the whole act yet you know you're going to the olympics right Dude, don't don't jinx me don't jinx me i mean we're in a very tight battle with came and try so we have like a slight edge in the average but we're pretty much neck and neck and there's uh with world champs coming up i mean that can someone gets a great draw and gets a sweet finish or mm-hmm. someone gets some upsets gets a sweet finish that can be a big differentiator. So I have, and we're only halfway done. Theo, I have a pair of headphones that hears two different things from each ear. This hears the fans, what the fans are saying and what, what the <laughs> pundits are saying, right? And this is what the so-called experts and people who play the, the gladiators in the arena, I'll throw up in my mouth and say that, are saying. Um, what the fans were saying was that your and Trevor's partnership was a partnership of convenience because Triborn... And came shock wanted to play with each other. That's what the fans are saying, okay? What oh, yeah. the coaches are saying, even if they're right, so what? We'll see who the better team was. When, I, and I'm going to say this, but I'm also going to admit, I'm, I'm biased. This comes from a place of um, biasness because I happen to be a fan of you and be a fan of Trevor. I was like, uh, you know, my wife is like, you know, Thea and Trevor are a team now. And I'm like, so what's the bad news? What's what's what do you what do you mean? Why you got to say it like that? You know, um, and I knew that that was the better team. But again, I, I'm disqualify me. Anyone listening? I'm I'm not objective here. Okay, <laughs> I love I freaking love this dude. He's awesome, and you're an awesome human being. Um, you know, sorry, I'm all look at me sitting here in a podcast, all starstruck <laughs> like an idiot. No, but I knew that that was the the. Um, I thought, to my mind, I thought the other one was a marriage of convenience because I knew that you and him, and when you look at the way styles make matchups and the international players from the Austrians and, you know, Perivik and Schweiner um, to Mullen Sorum to, I hope the Russians get back in, you know, who cares about their leader? These people. Yeah. yeah the, the, For those guys, those guys yeah. are all such nice guys. Yeah. You know, and we don't get to choose who our leader is. Dude. <laughs> so we, we had, we had a, we had an orange man for four years and now it's we got a lot of sports. The yeah. Russians are playing. It's not like they're banned from every sport. No, Medvedev, so Medvedev, right? Medvedev was just in the finals. Yeah. No one was booing him. At no. US well, the U.S. Open, they were just happy to tennis. see good tennis. They were, I mean, right? The Moderna shot of the day was yeah. the guy who, who didn't get a shot from Moderna. So, I mean, so, yeah, <laughs> so it's all tennis, right? <laughs> and, right? I mean, hey, one size don't fit all, right? Um, but, um, no, I will. So, now that I'm done with what I'm saying, because i got to let you talk at some point, because we have this finite amount of time. You're going to the Olympics, and I just want you to know that. And I want you to envision that. And this is off the court stuff for people that don't play a sport in their freaking life. This is not on the court stuff. This is this is something you're in the video room. You have this vision and you see it and you know it and you're, and you, and you're going to make it happen. You're going to the Olympics. So I'm, I'm saying it on this podcast. I'm, I'm going to let my nuts hang on this. Um, you're go- you and Trevor are going to the Olympics. 
I know you. you, I know you deserve it, but I'm not that nice. Deserve has nothing to do with it. Either you will do, or you do, or you do not. Mm -hmm. You are. You two are going to do this, okay? And you're taking Pompeo with you. Let's talk about Pompeo. Um, Pompeo Mercadante is a, a coach from Brazil. I believe it's from Rio, not Curitiba. His accent's like Curitiba, but I, know, I, I would say Rio de Janeiro. Um, Hats off for pronouncing it correctly. Rio. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I, anyone that's watched the UFC, you know it's Hoist Gracie, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big MMA fan, so I got Brazilians call Rosie Jose. Yeah, Jose. Yeah. No, just Jose. Jose. Yeah, Jose. <laughs> Jose Aldo. Jose. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to do 20 seconds and you're going to take over for Pompeo. I got to the pleasure of working with him for three years. He joined my my juniors crew at Endless Summer, this crew that had me, Andrew Dentler, uh, um, Jaron Barreto, Rob McLean, this group of people from everywhere. Rob McLean's from Long Beach, Long Island. I'm from New York. Jeff Samuels is from Michigan. Miles Evans is a hippie from Santa, you know, Santa Barbara guy. He's a gaucho, right? Um, and now we got Pompeo. Right, Andrew Dentler, Pennsylvania, uh, um, and now we got Pompeo to fill this, this seven coach, seven coach, multiple whatever. He meant a lot to us because English not being his first language helped us stop arguing about new ideas. He would say, "Good serves make good defense." And you know I, I can talk a lot. That would take me a whole paragraph to tell a player when Jeff was like, why didn't you just say it the way he said it? Good <laughs> sirs, we get it. So talk to me about this relationship with my Pompeo, how it happened and what he means to you and Trevor. I mean, I sort of alluded to it before, but basically we we thought we were going to be with Leandro. Right. We had thought wrong for just mm -hmm. that whatever reason. And then we had told Playcheck we were going to go with Leandro and then we lost Playcheck. Ooh. So now all of a sudden we're just like, well, shit, we, we don't have a coach. And we're just like, okay, we, we, there's no like super rush, but let's just try and figure it out. Um, and we ended up kind of, my neighbor Jake had, Jake Dietrich trained with Papa Bunch. I knew he liked him a lot. Um, right. And uh, Trevor, I think he had assisted Leandro with Trevor and Chai for a little bit. Yes. So really it's just, we went and did some practices um, and I was like, Okay, I can roll with this, um, but I didn't really know much see about where it goes. Yeah, I knew I knew he had coached uh, some high level women's teams for Brazil, um, and that like Ali Sone was coming to train with them and stuff. So, so yeah, I, it just kind of it, it worked out awesomely, and he ended up being perfect for us because uh, dude, Pompilio's strength. <laughs> that guy has a freaking cannon for an arm. For like, the drills, gets, right? when it's just yeah. me and Trevor. Like we go five days a week. Usually three of those days, it's just me, Trevor, and Pomp. The dude will just serve like thousands of balls from every position. He can go all day. Floats, jump yeah. serves, and he's going for it. And like, this is my best passing year by far. I think Trevor's best passing year. And like, because we're just slowly figuring it out. And then when we play actual serves, they're like so much easier than Pompilio serves. So that, I mean, he knows the game well. He knows how to approach it mentally. Um, and we have a really good like collaborative effort as well. So. Like yeah. he puts up with my bullshit if I'm like, oh, like I really think we should be doing this. He'll like, he'll listen to me and then we'll talk about it and come up with a solution. And he's just like a consummate professional, great coach. I like anybody that out word. there who wants to train with somebody like should go with Pomp for sure. Yeah, around here. Yeah, he he turned um, he 
Look, he didn't turn an endless summer around completely, but him coming in as a second older person, because I was the oldest co- coach in the club, mm-hmm. and at that time I was still a pure indoor guy trying to figure the beach thing out, so I didn't carry uh, that much weight as he did, but yeah. he comes in with this wealth of experience, you know, Jose Leola's coach for a little bit too, and he, and we have these Thursday like dinner meetings, and we listen to him talk, and then all of a sudden, off of what he's saying, everyone else uh, has something to say and, and then it becomes productive and in 2019 we had 19 girls and 13 of them are playing division one right now 13 yeah. of the 19 girls that ratio has never happened before and it'll never happen again yeah. you'll never see a percentage like that again and that was because of all of the coaches but we needed that that we needed that one guy to make it complete and he completes a lot of people and i'm glad I'm, sure. when you when you guys picked him up when trevor because he was on a podcast i said you will not regret it he is he's amazing yeah. You know, he's he's more he's more of a Jolzy guy, drills based guy. You know, as opposed to new ideas guy. But for sure, but, for sure. But um, but it's perfect because for professionals, I'm the I'm the new ideas guy. We got a classic drills uh-huh. guy who puts us through freaking awesome drills yep. for ourselves. Um, and I think it's a great combo, and I think we have a really good, yeah. just like team dynamic. And it's crazy it all worked out because. Yeah, when me when me and Trevor got the calls and we're dumped like right before the sign up yes. for the first thing, I'm just like, oh, like God. my wife's like, here we go again. Like now you're just totally screwed, and and now it's like, oh, kind of worked out. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I like that you have two strong personalities, but the professionalism never gets lost. Like being no. a professional, yeah. uh, Trevor. Some a lot of people don't know about that guy is when it comes to him being a professional. Oh, big time. He meets his obligate like. He, he, like you, this podcast started at 12.30. You were here at 12.30. Well, 12.30. I mean, you, uh, I, mean you, I went to shower. You have to take a two-minute shower. But okay. Trevor, yeah. um, or anyone whose last name is Crab, when it comes to meeting their professional obligations and their professional responsibilities, I don't, I, I really, I'm really impressed for people yeah, yeah. who might have a reputation for being a party animal with Taylor Crab or, or him being kind of like this bad boy doing what he wants when he wants. No, no, they run a tight ship. Yeah, and Trevor you know? is not really like that. Once you get to know him, yeah. that's like, he almost, it just comes out of him on the court. And mm-hmm. and if you gamble with him, he'll talk some shit and stuff. But uh, he's like a really like, just like yeah. nice rule following. <laughs> he'll never, he'll always, he always has time for fans. He's super nice to everybody. Yeah. Like I remember, uh, I think standing in an immigration line the first time we traveled, I was like, oh, Trevor, like, come up here. And he, like, didn't want to cut, like, 10 people to come stand with me. I was like, oh, okay. You're honorable. I was like, impressive. I respect that. (laughs) You're like, geez, okay, I'll know when Trevor's on the front of the line. I can't go. I got to stand my (laughs) way. I'll still squeak in there. Yeah, I consider it since my wife's Greek, I I play by the Greek rules. There it is. In the opening, I'm taking it. That must have been a career. That's where all indoor careers go to end, man. They did. They train so hard out there in that professional league. As far back as I can remember, I go. I'm a little before you guys, so okay. you can talk not a little was, bit about it. Not but, when I was there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we trained hard, but uh, we didn't. We'd like do weights at twelve and then practice at eight mm-hmm. p.m. or something. Um, I mean, the very. I was on like a mid-tier team, so I think the very top teams train their ass off. But when I was there, it was it was so much fun. Yeah. I had like plenty of time for playing Call of Duty on my projector and yeah. hanging That's out awesome. with the. Finnish guys that were on my team and everything. It was super fun. Yeah, for me right now, that. it's the Avengers game. I've been playing Marvel's Avengers on PS4. The reason why oh, you okay. haven't seen me doing all this content creation is because that screen over there, I've just been 
I'm like, wow, yeah. I didn't know Captain America was this cool. Didn't know Kamala was this cool. So, but I, I, I definitely, I have to detox. Otherwise, I won't get any real work yeah, that's done. That's when, when my family, yeah. like, when I was back from some tournaments mm-hmm. a week here and there during the summer, my family was in Greece. Mm-hmm. I, I lost control a little bit. Ah. Little, little Baldur's Gate, a couple, couple nerdy games, a little Diablo, hardcore yeah. run. So, oh. And you know people these video games aren't like old school video games like super mario you could play for like 20 minutes and you're you're, you're good oh, you yeah. if you if you allow yourself no, you can like, lose daylight yeah you can play like daylight and then they like, know how your dopamine system works and they're they're pushing the buttons at all the right times just enough you should go to bed oh legendary weapon <laughs> gotta test this out like <laughs> oh, forced reboot that's yeah, the game yeah. saying look we we don't want to kill you from your dopamine <laughs> oh dopamine um um level yeah. od um the only question i got from the fans was um is there anything in volleyball that should be worth two points <laughs> two points <laughs> um I mean, easy answer would be block i'm trying to think the jumbo but that would be hard to like regulate I was Jumbo hoping. Do it too. I was hoping you'd say block. <laughs> I mean, yeah, block should do it too. I just, more than anything, I just want the trickle ace. Somehow, can we get it out of the game? I hate it so much. The trickle ace. I've yeah. seen so many good games where I'm like, this is the best volleyball ever. Ends on a fucking trickle ace. Well, it's, it's a bad serve given is. like hugely disproportionate reward, like unpassable. <laughs> but there has to be an offsetting property when it comes to being the court being a short court and when it comes to it being rally yeah right you, it's rally you, you you get a ball that hits the tape and you lose a point because it's illegal now or are you just thinking like a replay i don't even know i mean some like tennis talk, like you know like fault like replay i don't know it, it's probably too hard but i wish there was like a little hash mark so like if it just was in front of whatever six feet off the net it, yeah it doesn't count it's out like, <laughs> I, I, I'd like, the, like if it dribbles and you have 0% chance, right? It's stupid. It's I, a stupid I mean, part of, like, geez, you get like two, six, eight guys on a court in a short court, man. Just make us make a second move and get the trickle. <laughs> well, they're tricky when you because re- you read the serve, no, or, or yeah. float, but like they're driving you deep middle. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to you take a shuffle, like a good passer that you are, and then it just drops. You mm-hmm. can't really, like, you can't make a second move and get there. You can get those. You can get a super short trickler if it was a short serve to begin with. It's a net, dribbles over. You're gonna be there. Nobody, like if you go one or if it bounces off the net and completely changes trajectory. There's no, there's no fix for that. Yeah, it really You're is. You're fucked. <laughs> oh my god, you really are. Now just looking at some of your stats, you're four. You, uh, you played fifty six sets, right? And even with fifty six sets, you're um. Well, hitting percentage, you're fourth. You're only behind Miles Partain, Bud, and Phil. Yeah, and Chicago um, was my worst hitting tournament by yeah. far. Good. You need to. <laughs> and have, I was saying it the whole time. I was like, God, I like. I was in Greece. Yeah. Uh, sister-in-law's wedding, just not playing volleyball for a week and a half before. Keep um, up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden, people started serving me. I was like, Dude, Trevor, I don't, I don't feel that good. Like, I can't see anything. I was like, I'm blind as a bat. Keep up the good work. Yeah. You, yeah. What, ask him what you ask him what we won, Johnny, yeah. <laughs> a champion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So fourth in hitting, you're fourth in blocks. You have 110, and the other three players ahead of a you. Blocks percent. Total blocks. No, but let's talk about total blocks for a minute. Even if we're talking total blocks, you have 110. And the person 
who has 117 played 15 more sets than you, which is why you were reverting back to blocks per set. But looking at the raw number, you're only seven blocks behind someone that played 15 more sets. uh, It was um, Bud, Chase Button. It was Bud, who was the leader, who played played a lot of sets because he made a lot of finals and, and he played... Played more tournaments. You, mm-hmm. you, um, you, you, and Partain and Banesh this year it was more of a bigger fish. Yeah, to, it's five. more of a bigger fish to fry year, right? All right. So right now we're actually at the time when we, we got to get you out of here and pick up your kids. But Already? before we go, do you have an extra minute? Because I have new lightning yeah. round questions just for us, or for you, not us. Are right, all set? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Let's do this. Oh, there it is. There's our clock. Let's do it. All right. So, repeat question. Last good book you read. Oh, man. I haven't read a book in so long. All right. We'll skip that. Last good movie you saw or play. Uh, My sister's play. I can't remember the name of it, though. Oh, what's it called? Wait, one second. Let's get the end. We'll get it at the end. Uh, Paw Patrol or Blaze? Uh, Blaze. (laughs) Bourbon, vodka, or tequila? Uh, None. Chipotle. Trick question. The the Greek, the Greek clear liquor. Steak or seafood? Steak. Favorite action film star growing up? Ooh, Arnold. Yeah, me too. Yeah, most people. Favorite sport outside of volleyball? Basketball. Nice. Favorite conspiracy rabbit hole? Oh, UFOs. UFOs. Come on. <laughs> they can't get, they can't get them on. off the news right now, oh, can yeah. they? I don't believe those little green men. Yeah. Probably that guy was a little sh- shady. Right. But the, the fact that they see stuff. So oh, Jesus Christ. Mine is um, um, Oswald didn't act alone. I don't know about the CIA. Well, a, I don't know if it was LBJ that, or the maybe, right? CIA or the yeah, MTVIA, right? That 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 shot Kennedy, but I don't think I don't think Oswald acted alone. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I feel like I just saw something in the news, like a yeah. Secret Service person came forward, but I have no idea what they said. Yeah. Well, now that the archives recently. are being more released and less redacted, more of the time we get to know we get to know more about who did it. But yeah. for me, I'm ex-military, and if you look at the hardware behind you, I get an expert. You know, in the M16 and the Beretta, and it's difficult for someone like me to make that shot. And I'm a good shot, and that was an automatic yeah. rifle. That's not a bolt action rifle, and that's a moving target, right? So, so could he have done it? Yeah, but I call him, I call him nonsense. Yeah. Um, all right. So Theo, um, any Insta handle, website, anyone want to know about Lord Brunner? We call you Lord. At Lord Brunner on Instagram. I don't use Twitter X or whatever. I haven't been on Facebook in a yeah. really long time. It's not even a real place, um, is it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, once in a while I throw up some sarcastic posts, but uh, that ship has sailed. I gave up trying to be like popular right. on social media. So, so don't reach out to this guy. <laughs> yeah, He's no. not, <laughs> I'll, I'll check it's my private. Instagram. <laughs> I enjoy my Instagram, like creeping on people, but nice. far, don't expect any good content if you follow me. So. <laughs> so. Listen, he's all about that action, boss. To quote my, one of my favorite, he's here so he doesn't get fined. <laughs> I'm here so I don't get fined. You could have answered every question for a straight hour like that. You know. Um, all right, so for everybody at home, Theo might love you. And you know what? 
I think I love you guys today too. I'm going to give my, yeah, I love you guys too. Normally I don't. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your desktop that doesn't work, for all of you on your iPhone or iPad who runs the world, old school, baby, old school, me and this guy, this is Lord Theo Brunner. I am Jason Christopher DeBeas. This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 186. We're going to hit my music and later guys, we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optionvb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.